Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's been a lot of talk the last few months about electric vehicles, and you know, obviously there was this committee that was supposed to meet to, I guess, sort of codify the the Connecticut adhering to the California standards, which would mean... No, no longer sales of new gas-powered uh, gas-powered vehicles starting in 2035, and you know there was a bit of a groundswell uh, of attention to, it. and it started off sort of partisan, and then it sort of became a little bit about equity and affordability and the infrastructure, and the governor ended up pulling the committee vote, and now the talk is, will it come up in? the legislative session to adopt it in the legislature. And then there's been conversations about potentially a special session to do it before the regular legislative session begins. And so uh, we just, we try to get to all sides of the debate and get, get, you know, the most information to you as possible. We're, we're very grateful to have uh, Matt Ritter, speaker of the Connecticut house with us here on Brian and company. Um, speaker Ritter, good morning. How are you? Hey, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Uh, so in terms of where to start here, I, I don't know if you were in that meeting yesterday or not. Is there any news to give us in terms of whether there will be a special session to address this issue before the regular session? I think there will. I think it's 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 pretty likely we'll go in next week, uh, although I, I can't say that with 100 percent. Probably know better today. But, you know, I listened to your summary and you sort of walk through the the, the tangled road this, this issue has had, I, I, would, I would summarize it best as this. Nobody really can say with certainty what will happen in 2035, right? To, to vote on something and lock yourself in for 12 years proved problematic to, you know, a lot of members of our caucus and, and clearly the other side of the aisle. But I also think that people do believe strongly that global warming is a problem and we need to do more in this country and more in this state to try to move away from gas-powered vehicles but without knowing the reliability, the price, the federal government, you know, incentives, whether they'll be there or not, there are concerns and questions. And so I think the compromise that we're going to strike is essentially just have a revote in three years and create a commission of all of the players that need to be in the room to have them study this, issue reports, take comments, hold public hearings, right. and walk through what are a lot of technical details about how you would implement a system like this. The other reality is that it, it's called electric vehicles, which is a bit of a misnomer. There is also going to be a commitment from Connecticut that hybrid cars, which is what most people think people will be driving when they buy new cars, probably in the next five to 10 years, would also be allowed to be sold. And I think that's one thing that's been missing from the conversation. It's not a requirement of 100% all electric. Connecticut will require and mandate legislative approval if there's ever a move to get rid of hybrid cars, right. which we think by 2035 
the vast majority of people will be driving. And the truth is, I mean, it's not like you can't drive a gas-powered vehicle starting in 2035. They're just not selling new ones in the state Correct. according to what it is. A couple of quick questions here. One is, is the, are the federal standards too loose? Like, why not just follow those? And, and I guess the sub-question of that is, why do you have to vote at all? Why can't you just continue to commit this, the finances to building out the infrastructure? Because to me, the infrastructure argument isn't a good one because you got 10 years. Like I, I feel like that's almost a little silly because you can build it out. And, but to me, affordability and equity and other elements and why choose mm-hmm. what, what, what means of transportation people should use, I understand those arguments better. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think the reason you, you would, the federal standard is seen by some as a lot weaker, right? And that the, a lot of the requirements get pushed out to 2045, 2050, and that seems like a long time as well. Um, I think that, the again, Connecticut has been a leader, I think, in responding or trying to respond to, to global warming and trying to get our state to, to act in a way that's going to be helpful to our environment. I think that matters a lot to Connecticut voters, frankly, and a lot of people in the legislature. But it also can't be done in this regressive way that the same individuals have, who have borne the brunt of much of the pollution, particularly in urban areas, right, where you had landfills and, and, and factories and things like that. I think of Hartford with our trash plant. You know, those same individuals are now being asked, to your point, Brian, right, to shell out additional costs. Well, that doesn't seem like a very fair transition. And so all the questions people raise, are we ready? What happens in 2032? I don't know. I actually told my caucus, I said, my, every question you ask, I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't have a crystal ball. Someone said, what if China invades Taiwan and we can't get lithium? I don't know. I mean, these are things I just don't have answers to. So the best thing you can do is spend the next 36 months and really figure it out. And that's what Massachusetts did. And I think they've had a better model than what we kind of rolled out in Connecticut. They were far more prepared. They've answered questions around electric generation. They've answered questions around how trucks might work. And we didn't even talk about that. Trucks are very different than cars, right? Mm -hmm. But I think at its core, I think this country, regardless of what Connecticut does, that's the irony in all this, is really driven by larger states. And if California and New York, basically the two largest states outside of Texas and Florida, if California makes the commitment that they want hybrid cars to become the new model from 2035 on, that's going to impact Detroit a lot more than Connecticut and 20 other states combined. Sure. So whether Connecticut does it or not was your question, why vote on it? It's coming. And whether it comes in 2035 or 2040, it is coming. The transition to hybrid cars where you run on gas and electricity is going to be the new model, and we do have to prepare for that. And government does not do well when it's not forced to prepare. <laughs> government can drift from time to time. You know? Yeah, it's good to be proactive. And I actually think that the hybrid is kind of like a, a good metaphor for what our energy policy kind of should be, which is you kind of got to do all of it. You can't just go cold turkey right. one way or the other. We're talking with Matt Ritter, uh, House Speaker here on Brian & Company. Just to summarize, so this vote, you do expect a special session. Okay, that, uh, that's, I do. It's good to know. Yeah. And, and second, here this morning. Now, that could change in six hours, but right. yeah, sitting here this morning. And what happens today that could influence it, by the way? Can I just ask? Well, I, you know, I think there's – because there's two parts to this, right? You, you have the regulations, which you mentioned, and boy, we're getting into the, you know, the, the gritty, nitty-gritty of government in Connecticut. Those could still go through the reg review process potentially um, if you change the year, right? The, the, the problem with those regs is those were 2035, and that did not have the votes. If you did 2027, which is sort of this three-year sort of study phase that we've floated and we believe has the votes – those regs, perhaps they're, they're more adoptable, but still the legislature would have to create this commission, and we're going to provide more state dollars to building out charging stations, yep. and that would need to be enacted by the legislature. So 
those kind of things are hanging in the balance today. We're kind of getting a temperature for members. So either you're doing everything next week, the regs, the, the money, or maybe you bifurcate the process, and then that might change the time the time schedule. I, I know that's a complicated answer. But no, no, it's fine. And I think in general, just yeah. to summarize, it could end up being you know a revote in three years, which would you know allow everybody to sort of get a temperature check. Uh, real quick, we only have a little bit of time here, and yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're getting ready for the session. Any other issues that you want people to know about that are going to come up, or priorities for your caucus? I just since we don't have you very often, I'm just curious. Yeah, no worries. I mean, look, it's always the budget, it seems, right, and, and budget adjustments. And even though we have a two-year budget, I think higher education and nonprofits have made the case pretty strongly that we're going to have to look at some supplemental funding. But, you know, it's 90 days. We need to, you know, get in. And I think we had a caucus. I think expectations are managed that it's not a long session. So, look, there's always bills. We're working on paid sick day legislation that I think we've, we've done a good job of listening to other sides and industry a little bit on that. So I think those will be some of the highlights probably in, in 2024. Great. Uh, we appreciate the time. You know, my wife's a proud Colby grad, so I always look at that on your bio, and I'm like, okay, he's a mule. It's fine. It's a, it's a great school and very cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cold. Well, have a good day. We look forward to catching up again sometime soon. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. All right. Speaker of the House, Thanks. Matt Reader, joining us here on Brian and & Company. And I think that the news to come out of there is, A, they do expect to have a special session. B, uh, they might modify it and be able to have a revote in three years. So then what are they actually voting on? Well, maybe moving forward with forming that commission and then continuing to commit uh, funds to uh, build out the charging infrastructure across the state of Connecticut. So uh, there you have it. And obviously, uh, we'll effort. I mean, we've talked to Republicans on this issue, which we'll continue to do so uh, later this week as well.